Have you ever dreamed of having your very own food truck? I know I have. But are you still seeking the motivation to make that dream into a reality? In this episode of Guac and Talk, I caught up with Nick Baricelli here in New York City. We talked about his business and the effect that COVID-19 has had on its growth. We also dive into his incredible menu concepts and break down the best ways to reach success within the food truck world. Enjoy. Hey everyone, Brandon here from the Avocado Club with another episode of Guac and Talk. This is episode number 16 and I'm joined now by Nick Barcelli and he has a very interesting story to tell us and uh, we're just going to say hi and get into it. Nick, how are you doing today? What's up, Brandon? Pleasure to be here. Yeah, excited to have you on. I'm doing super well myself. And I'm really excited to kick off this new version or this updated version of our podcast um, where we talk with foodie founders and people who have interesting stories and also people who are making something awesome happen during this crazy year. So we can really just kick things off uh, by telling us you know, who you are and you know, really just kind of what inspired you to launch uh, this concept of yours. Yeah, totally. Um, so I guess I'll start, you know, at the beginning of my entrepreneurial career, which was about 10 years ago, I was starting a, a little DJ company where we did uh, weddings and bar mitzvahs, stuff like that. That was kind of my first uh, putting my foot into the, the entrepreneurial world. And uh, we did very well. Um, my partner ended up moving down to Florida and we were finishing up school. So it was a kind of a, a quick test and we, we did well. It was just kind of, uh, didn't work out long-term and then, uh, you know, life happens. And I ended up working on movies and television as a grip. Um, and my next entrepreneurial venture was, uh, going into the fitness world, which was hippie K, uh, a small studio in park slope, which then led to a much bigger concept, which was Beast Fitness Evolve, uh, where I met you, actually. Yeah. And uh, that was the, the biggest thing I've ever been involved in. Uh, it was a huge passion of mine. Unfortunately, with what happened uh, this year and, uh, you know, just, just <laughs> this has been a tough year for everybody. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, the fitness industry has been kind of turned on its head. We were originally going to look to switch locations and we were having issues with our landlord. And um, unfortunately... This just was, uh, the writing was on the wall that it was time to say goodbye to that business. Uh, but it was an instrumental part of my life in terms of an entrepreneur and just as a person. Um, you know, I had about 15 employees at one point. Um, it was a multi-million dollar project. And it was, I think, you know, it was a beautiful space. It was an amazing business. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. And that's, that's how it goes. You know, you, you read any book about any decent entrepreneur, you, you have to fail a bunch of times and uh, eventually you hit it, you know, and it's, oh, it's yes. kind of just persevering through the failures. So that's what I'm, I've been doing, still persevering through the failures. I was also then, uh, I then became the head of a, a studio in Tribeca, a wellness studio. I, I took over the CEO's position uh, in January of this year. And uh, so it was still connected to the fitness world. It was, you know, um, just, it was cryotherapy. It was, uh, you know, it was re rehabilitation for athletes. Also more, more about mindfulness and taking care of yourself, biohacking, all this cool stuff. Um, and then by March, Corona happens and uh, the investors decide 
that they don't think they can weather the storm. So this was a very short-lived thing for me. It was about two and a half months. <laughs> uh, I'd been working with them as a consultant for a year at that point, but um, my tenure as the, the head was two months in basically, and that was it. So I, uh, my, I was tasked with uh, essentially selling the business in the middle of the pandemic. I mean, I was in April going into the city and I, I was able to sell a lot of the equipment and then nice. I was pretty much, yeah, I was pretty much finished in June. And I said to myself, well, what is next? You know, I, I, where do I go from here? And, uh, you know, my family has deep roots in the, in the food industry. My dad is a, uh, he's a pretty well-known baker. He was Martha Stewart's kind of like right-hand man for many years. He has two, two baking books. Um, he had his own TV show at one point called Everyday Baking, which was on PBS. Oh, damn, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. This was in like 2005 to 2010 range. Um, and I was on Martha Stewart myself on my 21st birthday. Um, <laughs> I was actually supposed to see him. This was her live show that was on NBC. Right. I was supposed to, I was supposed to just go and sit in the audience and I, I meet Martha and she's like, no, 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 no. You have to be on the show. And I, I was like, I really didn't want to, I'm not someone who likes to be on the, the camera. I've always been used to being behind the camera in some regard. That's a grip. And, uh, you know, but I had to do it. How do you say no to Martha Stewart? Exactly. Um, so I did it. And to my dismay, of course, a friend of mine from high school was watching it on uh, the West Coast and put it all over the Internet. Um, <laughs> so, and, uh, you know, so it was a little embarrassing because I, I was basically just eating cookies on TV. That's really all I was doing. Um, nice. So, uh, so yeah, so after uh, the quick cryo, the, the cryo studio shut down, it was really I kept thinking that I wanted to do something in the food industry. I'd been wanting to do that for a long time. And I, I'd been going to Italy a lot the last three years, uh, and it, I wanted to do something that, you know, I'm not a chef, but I have background in food with my family, and I just, I, I'm a foodie myself. So in my uh, adventures to Italy, there's this basically sandwich in Florence that you can't really get in New York. It's a very specific type of panini. It's not pressed. It's not like, you know, a Brooklyn style Italian sandwich is like chicken cutlet, mozz, peppers, mm. balsamic vinegar. In Italy, it's very different. They don't press their sandwiches. That some, somehow that got lost in translation in American Italian culture where we're pressing sandwiches now. And, <laughs> um, this, so this was the very specific sandwich in, in Florence that I, I kind of wanted to emulate. So I thought, you know, with coronavirus, obviously it's going to be over at some point. It looks like we're getting close to the end here, maybe another six to eight months. But yeah, I thought that a food truck would be the something that I could invest in myself without another investor um, and something that would be great. And it's kind of pandemic proof for any future pandemics we may have to deal with. So that's that's kind of where I got the idea from. Uh, just kind of with what was going on in the world, something that I could do without an investor. Because right now, as you, I'm sure you're aware, it's just hard to get anyone to invest in anything when everything's just small businesses are shutting down left and right. Mm. Um, it's it's a volatile, you know, it's it's volatile right now to be in any business, except unless you're Amazon or you know selling toilet paper <laughs> or hand sanitizer. Oh man. So yeah, so that's kind of where I got the idea, and that's it's that's where it started. And and for me as an entrepreneur, I've always once I get locked onto something, I make it happen very quickly. So I, I literally in September of this year decided I was going to do it. And I had a truck a, a month and a little bit over a month later. And I'm now about a month away from being ready to operate. Damn. So there's a lot, yeah. there's a lot to unpack here. Um, 
first, I want to say Beast Fitness, uh, for what it's worth, was one of the just coolest spaces to be inside of in just ever. Um, yeah. The whole team, you know, you guys were all amazing. And uh, I don't think I actually got a workout in myself. I was more there to profile, but seriously no matter what happened like really well done that was a such a unique uh space such a unique experience um, thank you i appreciate it absolutely that. and you clearly from what i've seen so far you clearly have that entrepreneur gene that's that, that actually makes something happen instead of like oh yeah i'd like a food truck cool that would be awesome i think a lot of people in new york would like a food truck right yeah but they're probably like <laughs> less than 1% that actually go and get those four wheels and make it happen. And I just got to commend you for that because it's definitely a secret dream of mine. I don't know if it's going to happen, but to see someone and to now be speaking to someone who got the truck and is, is making this thing happen, it's, it's just super awesome. So great work. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's like the one difference between an entrepreneur and someone who's not, right? It's just really just... <laughs> Someone like everyone has ideas and dreams, right? It's just about doing it. That's that's the only difference between someone who's an entrepreneur and someone who's not. <laughs> yeah, and, and and that's easier said than done. It's not like I'm like, oh, just do it. It's it's, it's difficult, but you know, uh, I'm lucky enough that things have gone in my way that I'm able to do this. Yeah, absolutely. And look, you know, it's it's nice to see that there are a few positive signs that things might be getting a little better in the short to long term, which is amazing. Um, and personally, you know, I think. Like you said, you know, it's a volatile business, especially the food business. People are either eating outdoors or they're ordering on Seamless. Um, yeah. But I think there's also an amazing opportunity to show a potential investor or a partner that if you can succeed and be creative during this time, that might even increase your chances more so if things are normal um, to yeah, make things happen. Absolutely. So. Uh, from the little bit I've seen uh, from you guys designing the exterior of the truck, the site, the page uh, on Instagram, it looks like, you know, the pieces are coming together there, uh, which is awesome. And I'd, I'd love to know, like, uh, so you, you said it's just you, you got your truck. I did see a couple people uh, in those Instagram stories. Does your, do you have uh, team members right now, partners? Do you have plans for adding people to yes. your team? Yeah, so I have... I have one partner, uh, a very close friend of mine, Ming, who we, we went to high school together. Uh, and he worked on Cirque du Soleil as a, a he was a head rigger, very talented dude. And uh, he also lost his job during COVID. So he basically had been away from New York for the last 10 years and moved back. And he is uh, a foodie. He loves food, cooks a lot. Um, and so I basically approached him and I said, listen, I'm doing this. If you want in, I would love, you know. I could have done this by myself, but it is always good, I think, to have a partner who cares as much as you and it's, has a passion for what you want to do because it, it's difficult. You need someone to bounce ideas off of. You need someone. And obviously, you know, it's great for a money perspective because you can both kind of put a little less money in if you're, you know, you're splitting everything. Um, so his main kind of value for the company was he he's building the truck out i mean he's really the head on that i'm i'm his assistant I, i'm not i'm i'm handy in a sense i can build ikea furniture <laughs> i can screw a light bulb in uh, but he he is much he's very talented i mean uh we are saving a ton of money and we are also expediting the whole process by doing all of the work ourselves everything from insulation to uh the 
the the hole in the side of the van we we got a little bit of help on because that was a, a difficult process but um so so he's been instrumental in that and he's also a foodie so it's something that it was like the perfect uh everything happened in the right way you know he lost his job i lost my job we just he moved back here we just, i literally approached him in september we were having brunch i'm like i'm doing this and he was like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> and that was it. And we kind of hit the ground running. Um, no, that's, that's awesome. Look, uh, a lot of people, unfortunately, they lost their jobs. They uh, maybe were even about to like launch a restaurant during that like mid, that like second to uh, third week in March. Uh, and oh I mean, God, I can only imagine. Like that's, I am like, dude, you know, I grew up. I think about that sometimes, you know, I'm like, oh my God, imagine you could be ready to launch in April or, or end of March this year. I just, it's, it's devastating. As someone who's open businesses, I'm just like, I can't even imagine. It's, it's crazy. I think about it all the time. I'm, I mean, I, I'm over in Astoria, all these amazing restaurants and, you know, they got their, their doors closed and they don't have outdoor seating, but it, it's so awesome to like have this such as casual chat with your, with your partner and say, I got this idea. And I want to see if you, and then and have them just go like, yeah, like I'm in, let's do it. That must've made you feel a lot of different emotions, right? Like it confirms like your idea is a good idea and it's worth someone putting in their time to contribute to. And it also helps, I think as an entrepreneur and correct me if I'm wrong, but like when you pitch an idea to someone, even if you don't intend on working with them, once they say that awesome, that awesome is idea. Uh, <laughs> no, that idea is awesome. I'm in. I want to be a part of it. That must have made you feel like just really amazing inside. Yeah, I mean, I think when I get on something, I'm extremely passionate about it. So it's gonna be very hard for anyone to tell me to my face that they don't think it's a good idea. But um, <laughs> he, he he was very, you know, I think this was something he had had in his mind as well. We discussed this for a while, doing something in food, you know, just kind of bouncing ideas off each other. So you know, it wasn't so out of the realm of his kind of goals and dreams that it was going to be like a weird thing for him um but yeah i mean it, it just reinforced the idea that like let's let's just do it man let's like let's let's get something done because i think everyone's starting to lose their minds a little bit being inside all the time um, not being you know not having steady work and this gave us like a purpose you know a, a real and and something that we needed to do quickly because we want to be ready for when this is over you know mm. and the vaccine seems to be coming out this month uh, so I, I expect that by next summer, things are going to be looking a lot different than, you know, right now, which is, you know, we're going to be in for a little bit of a rough winter. Um, so, you know, in order for that to happen, we need to move very quickly and two people who are equally as passionate. Yeah, honestly, it's not, like if I had the capital right now, I just from the 15 minutes and 47 seconds we've been chatting, I would want to talk to you about investing. Um, regardless of the progress that's been made on the truck itself, the menu, like, it seems like you and your partner, I'm sorry, remind me, what's his name? His first name again? Min. Min, okay. You and Min, like you have the energy, you have the passion, you have the drive to like make it happen. And honestly, the fact that you got the truck is such a huge step because I know people, again, just scrolling on eBay and Craigslist, like uh, trying to lock that down. So that's amazing. So let's talk about some fun stuff. Let's talk about, well, it's all fun, but let's, let, you know, <laughs> let's get into... Some of the tasty details. So let's, uh, let's talk about the menu. Um, you know, I did a little bit of research. Um, 
I don't think it would do it justice though. I'd love for you to explain like the concept of some of the menu items you might be having, the sides, maybe some drinks, but maybe if you could just talk about that whole experience that someone could expect when they uh, roll up to your truck. Yeah, sure. So, um, so again, going back to the, the Florence or Tuscan style uh, panini, uh, it's really kind of got a couple different elements going on. So you have your focaccia bread, which is uh, needs to be a very good bread. And that's the thing. A lot of New York sandwiches tend to be, have crappy bread. And that's a lot of the times why they use a panini press because it hides that crappy ah. bread. Uh, and um, so high quality focaccia, um, high quality meat, and a lot of cream. So a lot of truffle creams, um, cheese creams, things that are spreadable, you know. Um, there's not a lot of hard cheeses on these sandwiches in Tuscany. It's, it's a lot of spreadable uh, and, and drizzles like balsamic uh, drizzles or vinegar drizzles. So for us, we have kind of like four or five elements to our sandwich, which is a high quality meat, a spread, the bread, uh, very little greens. You know, arugula is like our main green and it's, it's really just there for show. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and that's kind of like the, the, the outline of our sandwiches. And we're going to start with probably six or seven one of which will be a rotating special. The idea behind the special is the special is going to be a Tuscan style panini, but that is doing an American Italian sandwich. So our first one is already decided is going to be the mother fada, which is going to be our take on a mortadella sandwich. Uh, I love um, that already. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. A, uh, muffle, a muffaletta sandwich, Okay, sorry. which is essentially a New Orleans Italian staple. It's it's got olive spread. It's got like, uh, it's, it's mortadella, it's provolone. It's, it's got a lot going on. Um, and we're going to kind of do our take on that from a Tuscan perspective, whereas it would normally be served on, um, more American style bread. Uh, this is going to be kind of our take on that. So that special will be rotating and we'll be doing some cool stuff with that. Um, maybe we'll get to use your avocado. Hot <laughs> maybe, sauce. maybe. We'll um and and yeah so that's that's kind of the idea behind it we're still locking down the exact menu we have we have about five or six sandwiches we have you know temporary names for them um my favorite right now is the spicy pig which is prosciutto cotto which is like a cooked prosciutto like a cooked ham um it's a in julia which is a spreadable sausage it's a spreadable spicy sausage which is it's like one of my favorite things ever uh tomato jam and olive oil so that's pretty much what's on the whole sandwich. And uh, it's, it's, it's very different. And in my, in my opinion, you can't really find this in New York anywhere. Uh, I think there was one or two places doing it. Um, I, I'm not sure if they're still open um, in the uh, Upper East Side. Uh, but other than that, it's, it's not something you find uh, in abundance in New York. Whereas in Italy, there's places, on, especially in Florence, on every other block. There's one place in particular called Antico Venaio. And they have kind of blown up. I think they, you know, they're getting close to a million followers. They are opening multiple locations, even in the pandemic. I think they're working on, I, I follow him very closely because it's an inspiring story with that guy. And um, so we're, we're kind of, I, I love their sandwiches. There was many others in that town that I, I loved as well. And I think there was uh, just so much inspiration. And for me, I always want to do something that either no one's doing or that, you know, something that, I can take and make it my own thing, you know, and yeah. that's a little bit different than the normal. So yeah, that was kind of the idea behind the sandwiches in the truck to start and it's going to evolve. We're going to have a salad. We're going to have a dessert sandwich and we're going to do mini charcuterie boards. So that's kind of the whole picture for now. 
and we'll see it. I'm sure it'll expand and evolve over time. Yeah. No, everything. I mean, I'm, I imagine I'm going to get really, really hungry listening to these episodes moving forward. But like the way you were describing all the, the ingredients and like, there's obvious passion there, but also like, I'm starving. I gotta, I have to have one of these like, like ASAP. <laughs> um, Wow, that's really awesome. It sounds like you got the menu figured out for the most part, even exploring dessert concepts. I love the, the mini charcuterie concepts. I think, if, you know, I'm sure that's going to look amazing even more than it tastes. Do you, um, do you have any ingredients or like, do you plan on having any ingredients that you're going to be like creating or making or baking yourself or is a, is a majority of what you're going to be sourcing come from uh, other distributors? No, so every every spread is made by us. So the truffle cream, uh, the injuria the is a spreadable sausage on itself, but we're doing other things to it to make it more of like our thing. Um, but so we have an artichoke spread that is our recipe, a truffle cream spread that's our recipe, tomato jam is our recipe. Uh, so everything pretty much other than, you know, obviously, you know, you have your meat, your cheeses, and then the, the spreads are all ours. And then the bread is being made by my father. So it's all pretty much made by us and my family. Um, so the only thing that's not is obviously the meats and cheeses. Wow. No, that's, that's amazing. Especially like getting the family involved. I think the bread. So I, I don't know about you, but like early this year, I got heavy into that sourdough baking phase. Um, yeah, I saw a lot of that on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I, I thought for a second, yeah, I'm going to open a bakery or, Maybe it'll be like an underground bakery, like out of my apartment. Also, the FBI is listening. I didn't do that. I'm not doing that. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> but I was obsessed with like learning the science of like bread baking. And um, it really just obviously like, like it did for most. It kept me busy, kept me interest, interested, creative, um, which is also amazing. I also had bread on demand like anytime I wanted um, but I'm fascinated with like that science, the history of bread baking. So it's really cool that your menu is going to feature like handmade, homemade bread, like from a family member. I think that's going to be a huge selling point when you guys uh, formally launch. I, I can't wait to drain my wallet uh, at your truck. I'm probably just going to be that guy hanging around like on the outside following you guys everywhere you go. But um, <laughs> just a warning now. But uh, I know that there's a lot of like really cool circuits uh, around New York City. You know, there was Smorgasburg. There was, uh, you know, a lot of other similar food truck festivals and fairs. Do you guys, though it's kind of tentative right now with how things are going, do you guys plan on having like a strong presence at those types of events? Yeah, that's kind of our main um... Our, our plan is to do events like that. We're, we're not going to be a food truck that just sits on a corner, um, at least not anytime soon. We want to do private events, um, breweries, bars, uh, smorgasbord. And luckily, we are very close friends with uh, some of the guys who inspired me to, to make this happen were uh, their food truck called Groundlings uh, Pizza, Pizza Truck, and, and they're based in Brooklyn as well. And they're two very good friends of mine. Um, and their pizza is absolutely incredible. They I worked with them kind of, you know, uh, preemptively, you know, who, who would have thought like a year ago in December, November of 2019, I was working with them uh, on their truck to kind of get in the, you know, get an eye on the industry from the inside and, and, and just kind of see what it's all about. And I, I fell in love with it. Um, and 
So we're, we're going to be doing a lot of events with them. Um, I'm lucky that they'll be a, a great connect for us. And we also have a lot of our own connections. Um, the Royal Palms being a huge Ooh. one. You know, that's, that's a lot of, uh, I'm sure you know that place. Cause that was right. Yeah. Near, uh, Bond street. Yeah. So, um, we, once they reopen, which they will, um, they were fortunate enough that they're going to make it through this. Um, we'll be there for sure. Um, that was a place that I worked with them at, with groundlings. Um, and that's going to be kind of our bread and butter. I, I love doing events like that. I think where you can get in at the nightlife scene, um, or, or food festivals, music festivals. We also plan on, um, having a DJ booth attached. Ah, to the back there of you truck. Go. So we, yeah. So I, I always find a way to, bring my DJing life into my, my businesses, no matter how. Like, yeah. Cause you is. love it. Yeah. If I was a dent. <laughs> yeah. If I decided to like become a dentist, you know, there would just be like a DJ, oh, in the corner, you know, changing <laughs> the game. <laughs> there would always, there would, there would always be a DJ, um, you know, at, at your funeral DJ, <laughs> um, kind of a somber DJ, but uh, no. <laughs> so that that's, so we're, we're trying to kind of do some, some little, a little bit of different uh, vibes and, with that comes the kind of events we're going to choose are very specific to, you know, our truck and what we think we can do. Um, but smorgasbord, uh, world palms, stuff like that breweries. Yeah. You know, I don't know what the landscape's going to be next spring, summer. If, you know, like this year bars had to have a food option. So if they did not have a kitchen, they were getting food trucks to come and be their food option. Otherwise you weren't allowed to serve mm. alcohol. So, I, I don't know if that's still going to be a thing, but regardless, um, breweries have been doing collabs with food trucks and we love doing that kind of stuff because beer, alcohol, food, they just, it's a perfect marriage and it's also exciting to be in those kind of. Benders. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it sounds like you guys have everything figured out. This is super exciting. I'm, I'm super pumped for you guys to launch so I can try it for myself. Um, also, I know you mentioned Royal Palms. Uh, like you said, it's such a, it's probably one of the most fun experiences just in New York City. Um, it's right. It's just place. I learned how to play shuffleboard in less than five minutes my first time there, and then I was as obsessed with it as I was sourdough bread baking. Like it's it was such an amazing experience, and I remember now there was a Greek food truck that was literally parked inside of the space. Um, and I thought that was yep. the coolest thing. So it makes total sense that you guys, especially being from the neighborhood or having business in that neighborhood, um, would do that. That's a genius idea. I want to ask really quickly, were you, first of all, did you see the, uh, the movie Chef with John Favreau? Okay. I, I was going to say, because if you did it, that's what you would need to watch that like ASAP. No, yeah. I'm a huge John Favreau fan, and that that's one of my faves. It's, it's you know what's great, great about that? It's not like something terrible happens and the like they need to fix it. There isn't like anything they're overcoming. It's just a family focused, food focused, uh, happy movie that's just constant like yeah. just happiness. And it's yeah. Also, if anyone, yeah, we need some of that. These <laughs> exactly. <days. laughs> um, for our listeners, definitely check that movie out. It will give you a little bit of a glimpse into what Nick is up to. I'm also going to watch it and later today because it's been quite a while. All right. So, Nick, I'd love to ask you, you know, a lot of the listeners that we have that we're, that we're bringing in now, especially with this new version of Guac and Talk, we're kind of diving into like action items, right? Because like you and I talked about earlier, 
a lot of people want to have a food truck. They want to have maybe a restaurant one day. They just want to launch their business. Um, but sometimes thinking of how cool it could be is where it ends instead of like buying the truck or even looking at trucks like physically or creating menu items and these concepts. So I'd love to ask you um, really about what advice you would have for someone who literally wants to do exactly or close to what um, you guys are building now. Um, really just those people who need that push or maybe it's easier and there's, there's a, a common sense way to, to go about it. But I, I'd love to just hear from you um, what advice you would give those people who want to make it happen. Yeah. So, I mean, I think if, if you have the capital, you have to figure out how much money you can invest in this business, right? That's, that's the first thing with any business. I've learned that the hard way sometimes. And um, with, with the food truck, it's, there's a couple routes you can go. Um, you know, you can get a used truck and sometimes that's cheaper and better because you can uh, get a good deal and you get everything already ready to go, mm. right? Like you don't have to do the build out. And, and right now there's a lot of trucks available because many of these guys, you know, any food truck that was, that was reliant on uh, high traffic in Manhattan office spaces got completely screwed in this process. Um, in this, you know, this year just absolutely decimated them along with restaurants. So there's a lot of inventory out there, restaurants and food trucks where you can get into a space or a truck for much cheaper than you would have ever been able to. And you'll get all the equipment. The reason I didn't go that route was because our truck is less about, we're not cooking on that truck, right? We're assembling, right? It's, it's, it, there is no, I don't need a, a stove. I don't need, so I didn't need all that space. Most food trucks are the, like, like the, the big uh, step van, uh, step trucks, like a UPS truck, right? They're, they're the bigger, we have a Mercedes Sprinter. We had a very big Mercedes Sprinter. It's the biggest one they make. It's called the, uh, I think it's just the extra nice. long Sprinter. It's, it's very, it's a very big uh, truck, but nowhere near the size of like some of these other food trucks where they have like eight guys in there, right? Like our operation is two, three people max. Um, so for me, I, you know, doing my research, you know, it was, it was going to cost probably, you know, 50, between 40 and $50,000 to get a, a used truck, but that was with everything, right? That's your equipment, your truck. Um, but for me, I, I just, I didn't want someone else's headache. I didn't want, I wanted a clean slate. We also, me and Ming had discussed this. We wanted a truck that was very unique. And for that, you're going to need an empty shell and do what, you know, to do what you want. You don't want to get someone else's mm. creation and then have to mess with it and toy with it. And you never know how many miles are on these things. You know, it, you, you might be getting a good deal, but it could be a headache down the road a year or two later. So for me, the, in terms of capital and what we wanted to do, it made more sense to finance a sprinter truck because your initial investment is so much smaller. You don't have to drop $50,000. You know, you put a $5,000, $10,000 deposit and, I, and then you make monthly payments. So that enabled us to get a, you know, clean van that's ours that we can tailor to our needs and not have to drop a large amount of money. I mean, if you read any food truck book, I've read several, they all talk about, you know, food trucks going to cost you between, you know, 60 and a hundred thousand dollars. We're going to probably do this for hmm. half that. And it's an incredible truck and it's brand new. Part of that is because of Ming and his ability to do a lot of this stuff, uh, you know, the construction aspect ourselves. And then the other part is because, you know, obviously we're going to be doing it for half. That's not including the, the full cost of a Mercedes Sprinter, which is, 
$50,000, but we're not paying that all at once. So we're going to be paying that over the course of the next right. four to five years. So we'll be right in line with that 60 to a hundred thousand, but we're not going to be paying it anytime soon, you know? So it, it enables us to stagger the payments and not have to just offload a ton of capital at once. So um, I, yeah, so my, my advice would be just kind of figure out what you want to do and, and make sure it's something, you know, you can do um, easily and, and something that you, how do I say this? You know, I, I feel like a lot of people have these dreams of it's going to be this, this easy thing and it's going to be, you know, you're going to just start up. It, I, I feel like the concept needs to be really secure. There's, there's a, a billion taco trucks. Like I would never start a taco truck. It's one <laughs> of my, I love tacos, but for me, it's just so much competition. So for me, if, if you were going to do this, I would say try to be unique and, and see how much capital you can gather. And, you know, I would always suggest starting with a, a fresh truck if you can, just because it'll, it's not going to be much more expensive and you can tailor it to your needs. Um, but there, you know, right now it's really hard to get lending, uh, you know, banks are not helping businesses out. Unfortunately, at this time, it's because it's, it's all about the risk for them. And right now investing into new businesses is a high risk. Like we were barely able to get a business credit card and it's, it's a very low limit. Um, and wow. this is all due to coronavirus. So it's, it's a tough, it's a tough time right now. You need to make sure you have enough capital, not only to get everything running, but then also for at least three to six months of operation. Um, but the great news is once you get going, you, you know, your, your break even per month is really not high. You know, I, I compare it to a, the fitness studio where our break even was, you know, you're talking $50,000 a month, at least to just break even. Uh, whereas a food truck, you know, you're around two, 2000 a month, maybe max to break even. So it's, it's, it's a, a much easier business to handle than a mm. brick and mortar. You know, I, I think that was also why I geared towards a food truck because brick and mortar is scary, you know? you get a bad landlord, you know, something like this happens, you, you kind of get screwed. Um, so this is a little bit of an easier um, way for people to make their dreams happen. And in, in for a cheaper right. price. Yeah, it's I mean, it, it's, uh, I think the food truck concept also this great advice, I think, uh, our listeners who are interested in doing this, I think there are a few who have expressed it. Um, I think that's definitely actual advice. Um, to just kind of, you know, build out your concept and make sure you uh, will enjoy uh, working on it. And I think the cool thing about a food truck is like, you can pick it up and you could literally, you can drive it to another area, another city. I mean, you could explore markets without, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, Absolutely. if you know what you're doing, if you love what you're doing, it's, it sounds like it's going to be an absolute success. So uh say cento percento is up and running and i come across the food truck i say hey to you i say hey to ming like hey guys what's up and i say what do you recommend for my first time at cento percento what are you gonna say so it's cento there you percento. go see that's Cento-Cento. why i said it. I was, okay <laughs> yeah. Cento percento. yeah yeah no absolutely so and, and it means 100 perfect so um it's this is going to be a thing just like a lot of people call me baricelli and some of my family members even call themselves baricelli <laughs> and i always, always correct them and they think they think i'm an uptight no um, we gotta we gotta get this but, right um, and i kind of like i've kind of baited you into either correcting me or like saying like yeah that's how you say it yeah yeah, yeah. um so for me i would always recommend uh you know the, the classic sandwich is you know like a prosciutto but for me 
the spicy pig is, is my favorite sandwich we currently have on the menu. Um, so I think that's something I would push people towards. Most of our options are going to be pork. So we do have one uh, beef based option. And if so, if you were a non-pork eater, I would suggest the Il Matador, which is a uh, it's a brisola with uh, tomato jam, mozzarella, arugula and balsamic glaze. But for me, my favorite sandwich right now that we're currently working on is the spicy pig, which I mentioned before, just the cooked, the cooked ham, the prosciutto cotto, arugula and julia cream, tomato jam and olive oil. It's just kind of a, a great sandwich because it's got a couple of different of our spreads on it. Um, the prosciutto cotto is not something you see a lot on sandwiches here. You know, um, we have a lot of in the United States, a lot of prosciutto sandwiches. Like that's a, something that we know. Um, but prosciutto cotto is a little bit different. It has a little bit of a different flavor profile. And it also highlights some of like two of our spreads. So for me, it's kind of like my favorite. And I, I like a little spicy. And um, so for me, this is kind of the perfect sandwich on the, our menu for me. You know, um, if it was a first timer, I would say, you know, maybe do our our Johnny boy, which is just going to be, you know, uh, prosciutto, mozzarella, pes our, our pesto spread, um, arugula, and olive oil, which yeah. is you know it's a solid sandwich. It's 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 one of the sandwiches we do that's just a little bit closer to like a, a you know for someone who doesn't want to get too adventurous, but it's it's amazing. Uh, I'll take sandwich. two, please. Yeah, <laughs> are you kidding? No, that sounds <laughs> unbelievable. And um, I know you guys are still uh, designing the truck, from what I've seen. You guys are kind of getting ready to launch. Uh, in the meantime, where can you know, listeners, myself, where can, where's the best place to follow the story of Cento Percento right now? Um, yeah. Like where, where should we go? Where should we check you guys out? Um, so our Instagram is Cento Percento NYC and uh, our TikTok is also Cento Percento NYC. So TikTok, we haven't posted anything yet, but we plan on doing a lot on there. TikTok is a, uh, I know we're, we're getting a little old for uh, some of these apps, but I'm 31 now, so I'm a little out of the loop on, on TikTok, but I've been delving into it and it's a lot of fun, the app. And it's it's really, it it's actually great for people who are like me, who are just trying to showcase something cool. It's, it's I feel like it's an app. My, my cousin Frank said it perfectly. It's, it's an app for people who aren't famous to get some spotlight because at this point, Instagram has become very commercialized and, um, it's a little bit more like Amazon these days with the shopping tab. And, and uh, it's, it seems like an app that's meant more for people who are already big. It's hard to get exposure, but we'll be active on both. Um, I'm, I'm right now. I'm just compiling tons of content because I don't want to start posting and not have stuff to show people on a, on a regular basis. So um, I'm, I'm doing a lot of time lapses of the build out of the truck, which we're going to be posting mm -hmm. once I'm, we're kind of finished. Um, we're, we're about halfway done. So I would say in two weeks, we'll be completely finished with the build out of the truck. Um, but yeah, so Instagram and TikTok are going to be our main, main places you can, you can catch us in our website, which will be getting updated soon to be an actual website right now. It's just a landing nice. page, which is just Cento Pacento. Amazing. NYC. Yeah. Well, definitely give these guys a follow. Um, they're going to be finishing the truck in a few weeks and then hopefully you guys will be able to experience it. Um, no, that is, that is awesome. So Nick, uh, is there anything else, uh, that maybe we didn't cover that, you'd like to share with everyone you'd like to share with me just about, you know, yourself, how you're feeling about this entrepreneurial journey, uh, Cento per Cento, anything at all. Uh, you know, I just, 
to you know to all the small businesses out there i just hope everyone can hang on for another six months i really feel for the industry right now with its food or fitness in particular because those are two things i've been involved in and um you know this is like mm. this is tough this year and i'm just i'm hoping everyone can hold on a little bit longer um because it's it's been really sad to see businesses go out um I'm fortunate enough that I'm starting a business and it's, you know, it's a scary thing. It's, uh, you know, it's already scary to start a business, especially mm -hmm. in, the, in the midst of the pandemic. Uh, you know, like we're going to be ready to rock in a couple of weeks, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to be getting any work until three, four months from now. Uh, you know, it looks like we might be going to another lockdown. So, you know, I just hope everyone's staying safe and uh, can hold out for these next three, four months. And I, I truly believe that, you know, New York in particular is going to have a massive yeah. comeback, you know, in the spring and summer of next year. I, I think the city is going to be rocking hard. Uh, people are ready to party. People are ready to eat and go out. Uh, you, know, we've, you know, you see a lot of these illegal parties getting busted up all over New York City. It's, it's because, you know. I, and I don't condone that, but I, I think it, there's, there's this level of people just want to go back to normal and we're not there yet, but we're getting there. And uh, I just, I look forward to putting this year behind me. I've lost a lot of family members. I recently just lost my grandmother last week. So we'll be naming one of our sandwiches after her, the Nona Francis. Um, and uh, you know, it's, it's, this year has been, it's been real shit for everybody. So I'm just, I, I, I just hope everyone can, kind of continue to hold out until things get a little bit well, more back first and foremost i want to say i'm so sorry for your loss that's absolutely horrible i actually lost my grandmother as well this year um it's been a it's it's oh, been man. a year and uh it's nice to, it's nice to hear it's nice to to just talk with someone who uh has a has a plan has a mission and of course is doing something to help contribute back to the to the city to new yorkers and i agree i think in a few months hopefully if all goes well we'll all be we'll all be back and even better uh than we were before very excited for that and uh nick to thank you again uh just for to being on this episode definitely want to send you a bottle of hot aguacate hot sauce um, just so you can try it, enjoy it, throw it on a couple sandwiches, let us know what you think. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Definitely. To Obviously it. there are going to be a lot of ways for us to potentially work together, but in the meantime, uh, you know, we're going to do our best to, uh, you know, promote this episode. I think this was an awesome, just super casual, informative, uh, conversation. So I appreciate your time and, uh, everyone else, uh, definitely check out Check out Cento Per Cento uh, on Instagram, on their website. They're still in the process. You know, they're building, but they're going to launch a time lapse soon. Like Nick said, so you can see how they're making the truck, which I'm particularly very fascinated by. And that's it. Nick, thank you so much again. And uh, thank you so much. Best of luck. And we'll be uh, stopping by the truck very soon. All right. Be well. All right, man. We'll see you soon.